Hey, this is Colin. You're listening to episode two of The History Podcast, bringing you everything from past, present, to future, military, political, and biographical history. My co-host, Nathan Burdett, won't be with us for this episode, but I hope you enjoy. Episode two is on the Korean War. I hope you enjoy. The Korean War was fought from June 25th, 1950 to a ceasefire on July 27th, 1953. It was a war between North Korea and South Korea. When the conflict started, North Korea and South Korea existed as provisional governments competing for control over the Korean Peninsula. The principal combatants were North Korea, later alongside the pe- with the People's Republic of China, with support by Soviet combat advisors, aircraft pilots, and weapons. South Korea was alongside with the United States, the United Kingdom, or UK, Canada, the Philippines, and the United Nations did deploy a few troops as well. In the United States, the con- conflict was called a police action, known as the Korean conflict under the, gui- under the guidance of the United Nations rather than a war, largely to remove the necessary um, congressional declaration of war. The war is sometimes referred to in the West as the Forgotten War, primarily because it was a major conflict in the 20th century that is rarely referred to in everyday life. In the pre-dawn hours of Sunday, July 25, 1950, the North Korean army struck across the 38th parallel behind artillery barrage. The North Korean army was equipped with Soviet, um, equipped by the Soviets with 150 T-34 tanks. Um, just I want to apologize for any errors I make in pronouncing any of these names. There are a lot of Korean cities and names I'll be pronouncing, and I hope I don't terribly mispronounce them. Um, it began It began the war with about 180 Russian aircrafts, including 40 YAK fighters and 70 attack bombers. The most serious weakness of the North Koreans was its lack of reliable logistic systems for moving supplies south as the army advanced. They actually forced thousands of their um, civilians to hand carry supplies all the way down um, to the where the front line was. It was very difficult for that to happen because they were subject to many American air attacks and those that really did hurt North Korea's lunge. And we would have a one unified Korea fully communist if it wasn't for them not to not being able to move their supplies up and down. Nevertheless, the Norse attack with about 135,000 troops achieved surprise and quick success. North Korea attacked in many key places, which include... I'm not going to pronounce these four cities. Uh, I, if you triple-click the center button of your iPod, I'll have those listed for you. Um, within days, South Korean forces outnumbered and outgunned were in a full retreat. As the ground attack continued, the North Korean Air Force um, conducted bomb- bombings in Kimpo Airport and Seoul. Seoul was captured by the North Koreans on the afternoon of June 28th, but the North Koreans had not accomplished their goal of a quick surrender by the Rae government and the disintegration of the South Korean army. The invasion of South Korea came to surprise to the United States and many other Western powers. In the day before, Dean Etchison um, of the State Department had told Congress on June 20th that war was not likely. Truman himself was contacted a couple hours after the invasion had begun and was convinced that this was the beginning of World War III. The South Korean army had 65,000 active soldiers and was short in armor and artillery. There were no American combat units present in the country when the invasion began. The majority of the U.S. military was in, Jap- was in Japan control under the command of General Douglas MacArthur. 
Apart from British Commonwealth units, no, under, no other nation could supply sizable manpower. Truman did not agree with his advisors to employ unilateral U.S. airstrikes against the North Korean forces, but did order the 7th Fleet to protect Taiwan. China then wanted to enter the war, hope, hoping that they could regain Taiwan as a commonwealth. The U.S. denied their claims, fearing that the Chinese would have too much an influence to spread communism into South Korea after the war was over. The other Western powers quickly agreed with the Americans with the American actions and volunteered their support for effort. But by August, the South Korean forces and the U.S. 8th Army, which had arrived to help the South Korea resist the communist invasion, were driven into a small area in the southeast corner of the Korean Peninsula around the city of Pusan. With the aid of American supplies, air support, and additional reinforcements, the U.S. and ROK forces managed to stabilize a line along the Nadong River. This became a desperate holding action called the Pusan Perimeter. Although more UN support arrived, the, si the situation was dire and looked, and looked as though the North could gain control of the entire peninsula. The North Koreans, stretched thin with very poor logistics, outnumbered, outgunned, and lacking an air force or navy, were highly vulnerable, and MacArthur had a plan to destroy them. An amphibious invasion far behind the North Korean lines at Itchen, he started planning a few days after the war had begun, but was strongly opposed by the Pentagon. Finally, MacArthur received permission for the go-ahead. He activated X-Corps under General Edmund Allman to land the Itchen and Operation Kryptonite. X-Corps compromised of 70,000 troops of the 1st Marine Division and the 7th Army Division. This number was also increased by 8,600 Korean troops. The landing was a stunning success as the X-Corps rolled over the few defenders and threatened to trap the main North Korean army. MacArthur quickly recaptured Seoul, the North Koreans almost cut off, raced north, and only about 25,000 to 30,000 made it back alive. The United Nations troops drove the North, Korea, North Koreans back past the 38th parallel. The goal of saving South, South Korea had been achieved. Because of the great quick success and the want to unite all Korea under the government of the Sigmund Ray, the Americans with UN approval were convinced to continue in the North Korea. Other issues included the psychological effects of destroying a communist nation and the liberation of POWs. This greatly concerned the Chinese, who worried that the UN forces would not stop at the Yellow River, the borderline between the PRK and China. Many in the West, including General MacArthur, thought that spreading the war into China would be necessary. However, Truman and other leaders disagreed, and MacArthur was ordered to be very cautious when approaching the Chinese border. Eventually, MacArthur disregarded these concerns, arguing that since North Korean troops were being, were being supplied by bases in China, those supply depots should be bombed. However, except on some rare occasions, UN bombers remained out of Chinese air, airspace and, out of, and far away from China. Nevertheless, only South Korea was obtained, and to this day we still have a divided Korea. Some say currently North Korea is a threat to the world. This is, a very, this is a highly debated topic nowadays with their recent testing of a nuclear bomb and a few months ago the testing of missiles. Um, one was a two-stage missile. All were failed, but still many people fear that North Korea could arise as a superpower in the next century. Thank you. That was episode two of The History Podcast. Please email us with comments or suggestions at thehistorypodcast at gmail.com. 
or visit our website at www.thehistorypodcast.blogspot.com. That was episode two of The History Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Next week, Nathan should be back with us. He was unavailable this week, and hopefully he'll be able to finish out the podcast with me.